Welcome back to the Tea Podcast. You guys do not know how excited I am to be back on this platform um, to talk about some of the craziest, most controversial, most personal things that we go through and experience on the day to day. So today we are talking about season of isolation. And I really want to talk about what brought me to this topic. So if you follow me or have been fond of my podcast since I started it, you know that it is now um, towards the end of November and I have not posted a full episode, I want to say since July. And the reason for that is because I really was experiencing a season of being overwhelmed, feeling, you know, stretched in many different ways. And so I really needed to cut down my day-to-day and my commitments to the absolute necessary so that I can get back into a good headspace. Because for one, when I'm not in a good headspace, I don't feel as creative and I don't feel as um, willing to share my stories. So I really, really, really needed to get back to a place that would allow me um, and my conversations to be impactful um, and meaningful to those who listen. So I really needed the opportunity to reassess um, my life and my my day to day, um, you know, in regards to parenting, in regards to work. Um, and really just the hustle and bustle of daily life, all of the, you know, things that are thrown your way that we try and conquer, things that we endure, it really impacts our mental health and, and how we're feeling on the inside, um, which can also manifest itself on the outside. I mean, when you're stressed out or you're overwhelmed, our health really takes a hit. So we really aren't our best selves. So I chose to step back from my podcast so that I wasn't feeling stressed out and feeling like that was one other thing that I needed to add to my agenda because you know I had so many people reach out to me and say just how much they enjoy my podcast and how much they can really relate um to a lot of the things that I talk about so I you know knowing that I'm like oh my god I gotta make sure I get these episodes out every Sunday um on the money but it really just wasn't working like that for me and so while I was on the break um, from recording episodes, it actually was started off as a break, but then it really kind of warped into what I'm now calling a season of isolation. And not only did I pull back from my podcast, but I pulled back from a lot of other things too. Um, I found myself being less social. I mean, like I trimmed down my day-to-day like conversations and to like really a really small core group um, of friends. And I mean, really like those friendships that are very deep rooted and really impactful in my life in that really were feeding um, that space, that that empty space that I needed to try and move forward. Um, I really, you know, I really clung to those couple of people, but really separated myself a little bit from the larger circle. Um, During that time, I noticed um, 
I pull back from social media and even currently, like I'm kind of on like a social media cleanse where I may hop on here and there, but what I've been trying to do is when I have the urge to jump on social media, I do something else um, in its place, which is usually like listen to another podcast or um, read a book. And what I have found is that I feel so much better just mentally and I'm so much more productive. Like I really, for example, I really love to read and for months I've just been having a hard time finishing books and I've been continuing to buy them and have interest in them, but would really get stuck. And I was convincing myself that I didn't have time, that I was too busy, but really all my time was spent scrolling 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 on social media and a lot of times you end up being feeling like emotionally taxed after you get off social media because you're gonna see something tragic in the news some another murder or a kill I mean a, a, a thievery or something really sad or something that reminds you of, you know, the in, the economy, the status of the economy and inflation, right? Constantly being reminded that we're now having to pay back our student loans. I mean, no matter how much you try to filter your social media to see things that are uplifting and what you want to see, inevitably, you are going to see things that are going to be emotionally and mentally taxing. And then you get stuck. And so in taking off of social media for a couple of weeks, I was really like, um, I was just like real strict about it at first to the point where I realized like I would pick up my phone in almost this robotic way. And it's like I would be on another dimension and then come back to reality and realize that I was scrolling on social media and then I would hurry up and get off and shut my phone off. And that's how I know that that social media and scrolling had really taken up so much of my time that I wasn't busy and that there were some things that I could accomplish like reading my books and studying for an exam I'm trying to take a certification there was time there is time but I'm exerting so much of that time on social media and pointless scrolling so I stopped doing that one of the other things that I started doing while in this season of isolation is facing my triggers, like really staring my triggers down eye to eye and getting to the root of them and understanding them and trying to figure out how I can move forward from them. That has taken a lot of heart work, like, and it's taken a lot of time and effort um, and being pissed off a lot, but really trying to face the things that bother me, whether it's something that's going on with certain people or situations, but I've really been taking that time to face my triggers like head on and really try to figure out how to navigate them, um, so that I can be the best me. I've also in the season of isolation begun to, get back to doing things that I love doing, right? Because now I have the time to do it because I'm turning my attention away from things that 
are more negative and less nutritional for my mental state, I'm turning away from those things and leaning in more towards those things that bring me joy, that are gratifying, that increase my knowledge base about certain topics. Like I'm starting to get back to doing things that I love. In the first week that I went hard with separating myself from social media, and it's crazy, you guys, like, it's like an addiction. I felt like I was, I, I was like fighting an addiction and, and I started feeling guilty when I like unconsciously ended up scrolling on social media and didn't even recognize I was doing it. But it was like my thumbs, my hands is what, when I had a moment of downtime, if I looked away from my computer at work, it's literally the first thing that I was used to doing was grabbing my phone and getting on one of the socials and get to scrolling. So it literally was like I was battling addiction. But one of the things I noticed is that when I went for a week and really went hard at not being on social media, I read an entire book. Now, all summer, I have tried to read a couple of different books and couldn't even get midway. And I kept making excuses and saying, oh, I'm just too tired every time I finally get the kids to bed and get in the bed and start reading. I fall asleep. I just for the life of me can't finish a book. But it wasn't that I didn't have time. It's because prior to actually picking up my book, my book at night and starting to read, I'm on my phone literally aimlessly scrolling for an hour. So yeah, my body relaxes, it shuts down, it's tired, and it's time for bed. I no longer have the capacity. But when I made that change and pulled away from the social media, right, I've been able to do something more that I love. And now I'm on my second book that I'll probably finish again in like another week or week and a half because it's it's something that I'm focusing on. And I love, love reading and have wanted to get back to reading for pleasure for a long time because I've been in college for 10 plus years and finally being done with grad school you know I can I now have the capacity for read to read for pleasure again so um in that season of isolation I found that I'm now able to get back to doing the things that I love another thing that I would say in this season of isolation um that I've accomplished is being able to have a greater focus on my goals and next steps for my family and for my life, I have the time, I have the energy, I have the space. And so that is really important that we are finding the time to look at our goals. Are we, you know, reassessing where we are in our five-year plan? You know, looking at, you know, has circumstances changed and has our long-term goals changed because of that so having that space to really focus um, on your goals will allow you to accomplish more so those are just some of the things that I have been doing in this season of isolation and sometimes it's really hard for the people around you to accept that it depends on your level of communication um with the people that you know your friends or your family or the people that are a part of your everyday life um to understand that this is a necessary step that that this is a season that you need to go through um and so those who really love you and care about you are going to be very supportive and so when I talk about 
later the steps right to navigating a season of isolation I would talk about messaging and how to connect with friends and family during the season so that you feel supported but that you also feel like you have the space to actually pull away a little bit and find some focus in these areas that are important to you. So before I keep moving forward, I really just want to clarify what I mean in terms of a season of isolation. There, to me, are two different kinds of isolation. There's isolation that happens as a result of a mental breakdown or a mental issue or like an acute onset of some type of mental health problem, such as depression or anxiety. So I feel like if you are pulling away from friends and family, from things that you normally do um, because of a mental health crisis, then the isolation does not serve you. It's not a good thing. And so if that isolation is coming from a place because you are depressed or anxious or grieving, um, I would urge you to seek out the help and support of a mental health professional. So I don't encourage people to isolate who are having a mental health crisis, right? I am talking about selective and optional isolation, which means you may not be in the best place, but you're not depressed, but you're in a place where you know you're trying to refocus and reestablish yourself in some ways. So you are making a conscious decision to pull away or to step back from some people or some things. So you're not isolating yourself um, because you're going through a mental health crisis, but you're isolating yourself because you need the time and the focus and the space to get yourself back to a better state of mind. So I want you to really know the difference um, and that if you're experiencing isolation because of a mental health crisis, that you do need help and you do need people in your space. And don't be ashamed to seek help um, so that you can come out of that isolation and get the support and the people rallying around you that need to be there. So now that I've clarified, back to being in a season of isolation. So how do you know when it's time to isolate? I have five ways that I feel like really stand out as signs that it's time for you to step back from some situations, step back from some people, and make some adjustments and reevaluate. So the first way that you know that it's time to isolate yourself is that you feel like you aren't accomplishing anything. This could be because you're just stretched super thin or maybe you're overwhelmed or maybe you don't see things happening that you want to happen or that you wish were happening. Maybe you're not meeting your goals and you keep blaming it on the fact that you're just too busy, you got too much going on. That could be a sure sign that it's time to pull away 
from some things, right? It may be time to pull away and, and, and gracefully bow out of some of those commitments so that you can kind of zero in on some of the more priority items, which will give you an opportunity to focus on yourself or your family or whatever goals that it is. So I feel like when you feel like you are not accomplishing anything, you're not meet, meeting your goals, or you you are not operating out of a sense of purpose, I think that this is a sign that it's, it may be time for you to enter a season of isolation. Another way that I think you know when it's time to isolate is when you feel like everyone is disappointing you and that they are not living up to your expectations, right? I think it comes a point in time when, if you've ever heard people say, when everybody is the issue, then maybe it's time to start looking at yourself and maybe you're the issue. When you can't seem to feel happy with the relationships and the people around you, when you can constantly point out this person being an issue for this problem, that person being an issue for this problem, and you just can't quite get people to meet the mark, it may be time for you to pull back a little bit and reassess the situation, right? Reassess and redefine what relationships look like for you, whether romantic, family, or friendships, right? It may be time for you to pull back from all of it so that you can go back to the drawing board and say, okay, here is where I'm struggling. People are not meeting my expectations. Let me look at my expectations. Are they flawed? Are there issues? Are there areas that I can improve, right? So I think that when you start feeling like everybody is a disappointment, nobody is coming through for you, everybody is wrong, 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 I think that's a sign that it's time for you to pull back and go into that season of isolation so that you can get down to the root of the problem and figure out what's next. The third way that you may know it's that that may may tell you that it's time for you to isolate is that you have become dependent on others for your happiness. And this kind of goes hand in hand with you feeling like people are disappointing and not meeting your expectations. But literally when you become so dependent on other people for your happiness so what they do can really make or break how you're gonna feel and how you're going to show up that's a problem and that may be a sign that it's time for you to pull back right narrow things down a bit and really refocus in on you right Why are we holding other people responsible for our happiness and how good we feel? Yes, people do things that make you feel crummy, right? But when you're in a consistent state of unhappiness and when you talk about or think about the reason why you always connect it back to your partner or your family members, or your friends. That means that you have become, your happiness has become dependent on what other people are doing and their behavior. And that's a problem. 
So it may be time for you to pull back from those expectations, those relationships, those situations, those people, and really isolate yourself a little bit to understand what the bigger issue is and how you're going to be able to move forward in a way where you determine your level of happiness, your behavior, and your actions determine how happy you are much more than the people around you or the people that are in your life. Another way um, that may be a sign that it is time for you to navigate a season of isolation is if you have a lot of uncertainty about your future. If you can't really look at your life and what you're doing at this moment and connect it to how it's going to get you to the places that you want to be in the future, if you can't at least picture or imagine what you want your future for yourself and your family to look like and you have all of these uncertainties that are based upon the things that are happening in your life life right now in your current circumstances then it may be a sign that it's time for you to go into that hibernation go into that season of isolation where you can focus right and you can go back to the drawing board you can redefine your goals scrap ones that are are no longer relevant create new ones and really come up with a plan for how to get there so that when you think about your future you feel good about it you feel good about your plan and the steps that you have planned to take that are going to get you to where you want to be in the future so if you have a lot of uncertainty about what the future looks like then it may be time for you to step back from the current um, to be able to focus more on what's ahead. And then lastly, um, the last thing that may clue you in on the fact that you may need to isolate and step back from some things is that you feel overwhelmed or stretched thin or like you're being pulled in too many different directions right so when you start to feel like you're having a hard time being a great mom a great employee um a great friend a great family member you know you're dropping the ball you're missing birthdays and missing events you can't show up to support people um when you find that you're being pulled in so many different directions and you know you're just feeling overwhelmed again it may be time to isolate it may be time to pull yourself back and away from some of these expectations and some of these commitments Peel some layers away and strip it to the bare bones and go back and start looking at order of priority, right? How are these things feeding my mental health, my future, or are they at all, right? And reassessing where you should be putting your time and energy. Are there ways to balance all of these things, right? Or are we... are we? overextending ourselves in some areas so if you start feeling like you're just overwhelmed and you just can't catch up you can't keep up and you feel like you're being pulled in too many different directions this may be a sure you know a sure um telltale sign that it's time for you to navigate a season of isolation so now that we've talked about 
ways to know that it may be time for you to step into a season of isolation. Um, How do you do it? What are some tips or steps that will make you successful and you can get the most out of this season? So I have four things um, that I would say are extremely important to making sure that um, this is not a waste of your time or that you don't create smoke with the people that you care about, um, but to make sure that you actually get out of this season of isolation what you need and that you come out of it different than what you were before you started it. So number one is transparency. I think that whenever people see you pull back a little bit or you're not talking as much or you're not going out as much, you're not hanging out as much, you're not doing things as much as you used to do, the first thing that comes to mind is that that person is acting funny. I mean, come on, let's be honest. We've all done it. Somebody doesn't call as much or they don't come around. Suddenly they don't really mess with you like that. Oh, they must be acting funny, right? Well, the truth of the matter is that sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with you at all, even though you feel that way. But where the breakdown is, is in communication in terms of transparency, because sometimes it does take you to say to those close people around you, like, hey, you I'm trying to work through some stuff right now and I'm trying to figure some things out and I don't have the capacity during this time to take on all of the other stuff around me. And so I have to pull back. And so, you know, I may not be as present as I normally am, but just know that I'm trying to figure things out on my own. And I can tell you that that gains a lot of respect. Um, It really strengthens those friendships and relationships that actually are meaningful. And it allows people to voluntarily give you the space that you need in this season. So that was really something that was important to me. Like even if I have somebody reach out to me or one of my friends and they'll say, girl, where you been? Or I ain't heard from you. And I'm like, you know what? I've been working through some stuff. You know, I'm not acting funny, but just know, you know, I'm in a, I'm in an interesting place right now. And they may ask you questions or whatever, but at at the end of the day, it's important that that communication is important. You got to remember that people aren't mind readers and everybody has an emotional perspective of how you treat them. So I don't think that it's okay to ghost people or just be like whatever and, and then just pop back up. Like, no, I think that's raggedy. So when I decided to really go into this season of, of, isolation um those relationships that I consider to be ones that I prioritize in terms of health and what I get out of them I made sure that they knew and 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 I'm not even gonna say past tense I'm gonna say make sure that they know because I still am in these different periods of time where I'm kind of doing my own thing and it, it doesn't include anybody else but myself. So I make sure that they know that I'm still here and they know and I really appreciate it because they'll reach out and say, you still you still good? And I'm like, yep, 
you know, I'm good, you know, and, and sometimes it's just as simple as that, or sometimes it's a conversation to catch up. So I think that a real, um, meaningful friendship or relationship with family, or maybe it's your spouse or your, your partner. I think that you do need to have a level of transparency as you're deciding to go into this season of isolation. And I, and I know somebody's thinking, I don't owe nobody nothing. I don't owe nobody no explanation. Quite the the contrary, like you actually do. Like I, I, I think that when you value the relationships that you have in your life, you probably owe more explanations than than you think you do. So transparency. The second thing that I think is critical while you're in this isolation, um, this season is prayer. Um, if you're not a spiritual person, um, if you're not religious, meditation or speaking to whomever you look at as a higher power but for me it's prayer because I need to know um open my ears to listen to what's being told to me I need to open my eyes to really see the signs I really need to pray for direction and for clarity um with this journey and so any you know prayerfulness or meditation or you know just openness to to hearing and to listening to really feel what this experience means i think is really important the third thing i think that is important when you are going into a season of isolation is to reassess your routine look at the things that you're doing right look at how you spend your days look at where you spend your time, look at who you spend your time with and start to take inventory and make adjustments. You know, you need to reassess um, what you got going on to know where there are opportunities for improvement or where you can make changes so that you can come out much better than you were before you went into the season of isolation. So really reassessing um, your routine. And lastly, so important um this is just so critical is to eliminate distractions eliminate you know those unhealthy habits eliminate those unhealthy relationships you don't have to just pull away from them you can just eliminate them because you know that they aren't meaningful and that they are not adding anything positive to the journey that you're on to discover yourself to heal yourself um, and to get to a better headspace. So eliminate distractions. Eliminate your social medias if you need to, right? Eliminate some um, priorities, some 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 activities that you have prioritized that really aren't priorities that, that you can push to the side and, and not have to deal with, right? So, you know, while you're reassessing that routine, identify the things that you can get rid of and eliminate those because what they are are distractors, right? They're distractions and you don't need them while you're on this journey. You don't, when you're trying to have a season of isolation, that means you're trying to focus right you're trying to find clarity so do away with the things and the people and the situations that are distracting you from doing just that so these are the things the the four things that I think are the most critical as to consider and to focus on as you're entering this season is transparency prayer reassessing your routine and eliminating distractions 
Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Tea Podcast where we dished all the tea on seasons of isolation. I hope that you heard something that was meaningful to you and that can help you if you are currently in a season of isolation or maybe you heard some things that have now clued you in on the fact that it is time for you to walk into this season. Um, As always, it's such a pleasure to chat and I'm looking forward to talking with you on the next episode. Bye for now.